Blog Talk Radio. Live from the Be Unique Studios in the thriving metropolis of Merritt Island, Florida, it's Ask Mary, where she'll try to answer your questions. And remember, if she doesn't know the answer, she'll make them up. And now, here's Mary. All right, everybody, it is Wednesday, it is 2 o'clock, and it is the Just Ask Mary show. We like to call it Jam for short. We know that you could possibly go to the internet, but you've decided to take an extra step further and just ask Mary. Mary, good afternoon. How are you today? Tony Baloney, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic, and man, I am excited to be here, and I'm excited to be talking with you, and we have a question for you, and I mean, it's an interesting and one that we've not really touched on before, so I know you'll be, uh, you'll be thinking about this, but first, before we begin, Mary, why don't you give us a rundown on what's happening with BeUnique.org? Oh my gosh, we had two more movies accepted into film festivals. And oh. you know what that you know what that means. You're a filmmaker. You've had I do. you've had films put in uh, film festivals, and some of them might have gotten rejected. Some of them might have gotten accepted. And some of them so, I didn't even have to pay to get in. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Two more films. What are they? Forgotten Enchantress. Uh, oh, the Ruby Holland documentary. That is fantastic. Now, tell us a little bit about Forgotten Enchantress, because uh, that's been out for a while, and it's been doing some uh, rounds around the Well, festival. Forgotten Enchantress was basically our debut film that we created. Uh, it, was, it was Be Unique's attempt to help Green Gables raise funds back in 2019 to save this historic home that they're trying to save. And, of course, this was the end of 2019, and anybody who's been remotely awake understands <laughs> what happened at the beginning yes, of 2020, COVID. Do. So Jennifer and a huge team, I mean, we had a lot of people working on this film, got together and created this film called Forgotten Enchantress. And we were able to screen it live in person right before COVID hit. And as a result, we helped Green Gables raise uh, ten to $20,000. That in, is in fantastic. About a, oh, wait, it gets better. But wait, there's more. But, but that was in about 20 minutes. I'm at 20 minutes. Good Lord. Uh, I'm thinking too far ahead of myself. Um, it was just in a matter of a couple of weeks we did that. But then COVID hit, and everybody's going, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? We can't have any more in-person events. We're going to die, you know. So Jennifer said, no, we'll create a GoFundMe, and anybody who donates as little as $10 gets a, a link to watch the film at home. So that's what we did. And we had um, like watch parties 
we would get together with people and we would watch it together and talk about it. So after uh, maybe six months, maybe not even that long, as a result of doing this film, the GoFundMe account had raised more than $500,000. About half of that was related directly to the film. So I say that Be Unique helped Green Gables raise a quarter of a million dollars that in a very short amount of time. They that is needed an amazing story. To, well, they needed to match the funds to uh, qualify for a grant from the state of Florida to buy this home from its current owners who are five generations removed from the family that built the house. And then the funds were frozen. So now the funds have been, the funds are being released. However, we still need, uh, by the 1st of June, we need Governor DeSantis to sign uh, the act into law releasing this money to Green Gables so they can buy the house and the family can have their their retirement money. The family's getting older, all of the, the cousins and brothers and sisters or whoever's involved in it. They're all getting up in age, and they want their money so they can enjoy their retirement. And if by the 1st of June, the organization, the Green Gables nonprofit organization, doesn't have the money, then the family is going to rescind the contract and sell it to the next highest bidder that could be a gas station. I mean, who needs a gas station overlooking the Indian River? It's a beautiful piece of property. It is. I've been there myself. It's a beautiful piece of property. It's a historical piece of property. Yeah, it is historical. It was built in 1896. It needs a lot of work to renovate it, but there are a lot of other historical homes in Brevard County, but none that overlook the Indian River quite the way this one does. You know, and Mary, that's another aspect of Be Unique that makes me proud to be a part of this family is the fact that, you know, not only are we doing films to fund historical projects and that type of thing, but we're also reaching out to the community and making our mark on the community and making our place in the community and making sure that we are looking after those that are looking after us. So uh, it's it's an amazing deal. And uh, again, it makes me so very, very proud to be a part of this family and to be a part of this organization that not only has this terrific magazine, movies, podcasts, but also has a firm hand in the community in which they live. Absolutely. And and Mary, I tell you what. Go go ahead. Tell me. Uh, Well, I was going to say our newest product, the Unique Brevard, is a very clear indication of that. We print the magazine and put it out in strategic locations throughout the county, and people can pick them up for free. For free, everybody. That's for free. And it's an amazing magazine. And and let me tell you, let me ask you something, Mary. Are there any plans to maybe down the line kind of do what you're doing with Brevard and localize Be Unique? For a specific region, you mean local, or localize that, it exclusively, or localize it in additional areas. In additional areas. Yes, the answer is yes. We do intend to branch out and have other, but there again, that's going to require somebody besides just Mary and Jennifer, who are going to be dedicated to getting these magazines out 
it's going to require someone because we deliver it um, personally. You deliver it personally. We deliver it personally. We go out and we talk wow. to each person that we drop the magazines off with, and some of them are advertisers. Some of them we hope to turn into advertisers, but right now they're distribution points. And anybody who goes to BeUnique.org can find a list of where these magazines are distributed. If you hit the magazine link, right below the, the initial page that pops up will be uh, links to every website of every business that has our magazines in it. So, so we give them you know, additional so coverage. So much going on, and there's so much, and uh, you know, I, I know we could talk for a long time, but let me get well, to this I, question I because. Nope, 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 not yet. I have to oh, tell you yet. the other okay. film. Okay. I told you about one film. The sure. other film is the Ruby Holland Music Foundation documentary. And uh, Ruby Holland's mother, no, excuse me, Ruby Holland is the mother to Elizabeth Fullington. And Jennifer met Elizabeth in Orlando at a Fusion Fest uh, migration film meeting. And they, they just made a, a real strong, quick connection like people do sometimes. And before you know it, we had done a film about Ruby's legacy and how Elizabeth is carrying on this legacy on behalf of her mother the Ruby Holland Music Foundation, I think, yeah, I think it's Ruby Holland Music Foundation. What it's all about is making sure that children, regardless of their financial status, can play music if they want to. Primarily the piano. Uh, okay. But Elizabeth is a pianist herself. She's a teacher, and her main goal in life is to make sure that these children get a classical education. And one of the ways that she does this is through the foundation, which takes students on a field trip. And I emphasize this field. Okay. Because okay. they go they go to Italy. Oh, wow. No kids. Yes. And I don't mean little Italy, New York. I mean they go <laughs> to Italy and they're right there at the foot of the Italian Alps, and they get to they, they attend the Orfeo Music Festival, and they get to meet some of the most amazing musicians and composers and other types of artists. And uh, that's what the foundation does. And you may we you may have, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, we attended a premiere of the film where Elizabeth was able to raise several thousand dollars on behalf of these children. Is it open to any children? I believe so. That is fantastic. If you're listening and you have a child that is interested in music, that would be a place to start. Agreed? And, yeah, that, that foundation... Uh, you know, we created a film for it, and it's now in one of the film festivals. And oh, it's called amazing. just simply the Ruby Holland Foundation dot org. Can you know, they? Click in. Is there anywhere to go see the preview for it? 
or or any of the uh, is there a trailer for it or any place that we well can I'm go? sure there are trailers on beunique.org. Okay. And let me see if she's got what I she may have it on her website. I'm looking. Um, but if anybody doesn't know, be unique is spelled B U N E K E. Yeah, here's a promotional video. Oh yes, I think it is R H F A documentary. It is on its web on their website in its entirety. Oh, that is fantastic! So they can watch the whole thing Ruby and learn more. Holland. Yeah. So what is the name of the film again? Well, it's just the R H F A documentary. Ruby Holland Foundation. Fantastic. I'm not sure. Uh, can't remember what the A is for. But anyway. But that's where they that's where they you can have go. a question for me. Uh, yes, I do. And Mary, we haven't touched upon anything like this, so uh, you need to put on your Mary thinking cap. Here we go. Is, it, question, is it another relationship question? You always I'm give me relationship sorry, questions. I'm sorry, but people seem to feel that you are on top of relationships, and this is the kind of questions we get. And I'm hoping you can give these the kind of answers that they want. This is from a lady, by, um, a young lady, as you say, September of Ball Play, Tennessee. She asked, Recently, my husband and mine's sex life has dropped to next to nothing. We, we talked about it, and he said that he wanted to experiment with an open relationship. Should we do this? Mary, what is your advice to <laughs> September? All right, September. First of all, I'm kind of shocked. You're in a relationship that's closed? Who does that? Who closes their relationship? Now, every relationship should be open to expansion and growth. Every partner, each partner in a relationship, I think, would welcome a partner that is open to change and acceptance. And it, it doesn't matter, regardless if this couple is dating, married, engaged to be married, whether they're business partners, friends, mentors, and mentees, a customer and a retailer. These are all relationships. And I think every relationship should be wide open. So open your mind to growth and open your heart to unconditional love. Open your door to allow each other the freedom to feel the sunshine, go dance in the rain. Open the door to peaceful resolution to each and every conflict. However, there's always a caveat. If your partner wants to have an open-door policy that allows you or your husband, the option for a variety of lovers, ask him one simple question. Why? Why is it important for you to sleep with someone else? You said you have a, a lackluster sex life. What's going on? Where's, mm. What's lacking? Is it romance? Is it love? Or is it lust? I'd love to know how long they've been married. She didn't I'd say. like to know a lot. I'd like to know a lot. See, that's why I, would, I wish these people would actually call in so we could have an actual dialogue. And would it would be great. But I want to know why is it important for her husband to stay married to her while he entertains other women or men? I don't know what, which way he's going. Right. Now, I would, if she was here, I'd ask her, is this open relationship 
simply an acceptable way toward infidelity. I'd ask, is this simply easier than remaining faithful? Why don't you just pack your bags and leave? Ooh. Now, if if he you know he could be open that way. Now, you know me. I always have a personal story that's kind of related to my answers. So here's my it makes story. It all real, Mary. It makes it all real. Go ahead. <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> real. It's crazy. I almost I almost slipped. I used the F bomb, but it was freaking. Oh, I was 18 when I got married the first time. I left him when I was 43, although he had been emotionally gone a long time before that. I was faithful to the end, but I had about a year-ish before I resettled with my best husband. We didn't get married right away, but I, I had a year of openness, and I can tell you I shared, I enjoyed my share of open relationships. It helped me sow the wild oats that I'd never had the chance to sow when I was younger. But, Tony, did you know that my current marriage is an open relationship? No, I did not. We I are. I did not know that. It, we, I did not know that. Together and independently, we are open to learning, open to adventures together, open to new business opportunities. We're open to shopping in person or online, whatever is required. We're open to working and playing together. We're also open to allowing each other the space we need from time to time. We're open to trusting. We're open to caring each for the other. The only thing that is not open for discussion is allowing anyone else into what is the most sacred and intimate part of our relationship. To the question that September asked, what to do about this? Should we do this? I think you should start by having an open conversation. Ask, why is this so important? Also ask, what does this look and feel like to you? Ask, what do you expect me to do differently? What changes can I expect in the relationship as a result of opening it up to other people? I'm curious if he might already have somebody in mind or if he's just thinking if the opportunity arises, maybe we'll entertain it. Is he wanting them to open it up mutually? You know, is it like yes. you go your way with, or I, you go your way, I go my way, or... We're going to open this relationship up, and if someone comes in that we're both attracted to, then maybe we open it up just the two of us. I would imagine they don't have any children, but I, I don't know. But I think, importantly, September needs to ask herself if this is something she wants. Right. Now, if she doesn't like any of the answers, she should ask her partner if he's open to counseling. And okay. if he's not open to counseling, it may be time to shut the door on that relationship. Just may be. I, you know, I was thinking to myself too, though, Mary. I was thinking to myself, you what? know, um, what if, what if this is an, what if this is an instigation, maybe to create more interest, maybe to make both of them think. 
Because maybe they wouldn't really act on it. Maybe they would. I don't know. That's but why I, I say start you, with an open conversation. It, that is and it, the it best might route. Be, it might be simply a case of I am not happy, and I think this might be the route to happiness. And let me give you another one of my Mary stories. <laughs> there were. Uh, we expect nothing less, Mary. <laughs> years ago. I don't know how many. I, I, I quit counting. Curtis and I were struggling. We, we were not happy with each other. Uh, if we spoke to each other, it was not out of love and kindness. We spoke as needed. We were still having an active sex life, but we weren't having an enjoyable sex life, if that makes any sense. It was kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, right. stressful, let's, let's have sex and get it out of the way. Something but we have to do. We were, yeah. yeah, get back your, your marriage to oh. or whatever. But <laughs> we, we got to the point where each of us, unbeknownst to the other, was looking for another living arrangement. Mm. He was going to move out. I was going to move out. Neither one of us had put down any deposits but we both had some addresses in mind. And it got really, really bad one day. I don't remember what the the catalyst was, but it got really bad. And Curtis asked me if I would be open to marriage counseling. And this was the second or third time that we had thought we needed counseling. The first time or two, we said, ah, you know, all they're going to do is make us talk. We know how to talk. We're intelligent people. We know what questions to ask. But, of course, we didn't bother with it. We didn't do it. We just said we knew how. That's like mm-hmm. me saying, I know how to change a tire on my car. Don't think I'm not going to flag down help if I can get help. <laughs> but we did find a counselor, and she was phenomenal. Uh, when we first walked in there, I had one of those big totes that women carry the sun, the moon, and the stars in. And we sat on a couch, each of us hugging the, the sidearm, and that purse was right between us. Very visible fence. By the time we finished, and, and, and this just happened gradually, and we didn't even realize it. I didn't even carry a purse. I think I put my driver's license in my pocket. We were sitting shoulder to shoulder, knee to knee on the couch. And our body language told her that we had resolved our issues. However, there was one point in the middle of this marriage counseling that we thought she just quit, you know, quit paying for the counselor, let's move on. Uh, And he came to me, he said, I think, I don't think this counseling is working. I think I need to move out. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, where would you go? You're going to go move back in with your dad? He goes, no, I've got an apartment picked out in Cocoa Village. I'll move in there. And I thought, you son of a gun, don't, don't be moving into the apartment I picked out for myself in Cocoa Village. So, so we talked about <laughs> it, and, and he said, um, now, there's no way for me to take both of my cars, so I'm going to have to leave one in the garage. I said, you can leave it here. 
for six weeks. And if you haven't moved it by then, I'm going to sell it. Even if I have to. He said, well, you don't have the key to it. I said, then I will get a sledgehammer and a hacksaw and I'll zip, rip it apart and get rid of it. Oh. You would do that? I said, you've got six weeks to find out. He said, well, what about all my computer equipment? I said, you've got six weeks to find storage for all of your stuff. Well, can I leave this? Can I leave? I said, you've got six weeks to move anything <laughs> you want. Firm. After that, I'm getting rid of it. He said, well, what about the cat? I said, what about it? He said, <laughs> which, which one of us gets the cat? I said, can you have pets in your apartment? He goes, no. I said, then that's a stupid question, isn't it? Why would you ask me who gets the cat? You can't take the cat with you. He said, well, can I come and visit the cat? And I said, you want to come visit the cat and leave your wife? He said, well, the, wife, the cat doesn't cause me any grief. You do. And that was... About that time, the cat, you know how cats do. They come at the weirdest times. This cat came and he kind of went between Curtis's legs, between me and Curtis, and then between my legs. And somehow, he tripped us both up and we fell down. And the cat <laughs> weighs like six pounds. So it was a big trick for him to trip us up. But as we fell down, we started laughing. And then we started crying. And then we laughed some more. And then we started healing. But it started with the conversation because I asked him, why do you want to leave me, but you don't want to leave the cat? So I tell people the cat saved my marriage. Truthfully, counseling and time and the fact that we are deeply in love is what saved our marriage. We were just too stupid and hard-headed and in our egos that we wouldn't get out of our ego. No, and I'll tell you, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, 26 years of marriage for myself, uh, you know, sometimes you lose track of the other person's needs. You lose track of the other person's wants, and it does become egotistical, and it does become self-centered, and we just don't see that. And I think the bottom line of what you're saying, the common denominator of everything with, you know, the decision to have an open relationship or the decision to try and experiment it all boils down to this one thing, and that is communication between the two of you, right? Talking to each other. Oh, my gosh. I can tell you, I think this was probably before we ever actually got married. But Curtis and I have always been very open and honest with each other. And right. throughout time, we've discussed, oh, you know what? You know how people have a bucket list? Well, I think we had a, a sexual bucket list. <laughs> Partly because, you know, he'd been around more than I had in, in, when we met, and, and I just kind of wanted to catch up to him. Because I was married, like I said, at 18, and what did I know? I knew nothing. Right, right. Um, I, was, I was very naive. I was a virgin when I married him. So right. it was kind of crazy. But we talked about options. We explored a lot of options mentally. Well, would you ever want to try this? Would you ever want to do that? And we talked about the things that most people typically think of in terms of 
an open relationship or an open uh, an open marriage, I guess you'd say. You know, ooh, right. what if we what if we had a threesome? What if we had a foursome? What if we had a bliss? Blah blah blah. What if we just did so and so? Just talking about them sometimes is right. enough right. to get the get that it's curiosity. And this may be the case with September and her husband. They right. may they may have never known anyone else. They may be very curious. I mean, I was, when I got my divorce, I spent about a year experimenting, finding right. people. Right. You know, who can I pick up tonight? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's not a good idea. But, you know, you do things. And I think you have to have one or two regrets before you die. You may not have to go to your grave with those regrets, but you need mm-hmm. to have something that makes you go, well, now that was a little bit shady, Mary. Why did you do that? But then you, you figure it out, you analyze it, and go, oh, that's why I did that. And I think this may be the case of September and her husband. There may be just some curiosity of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would it be like. I think that's one reason that Curtis loves the fact that I am willing to dye my hair a different color whenever I feel like it. I mean, I kind of like the color that it is right now, but I don't ever hesitate to change hair colors. It, for him, he, does, he never knows if, he, if I'm going to walk out of my, you know, the bathroom as a redhead, a blonde, a brunette, <laughs> blue hair, pink hair, orange hair. It, or it keeps the mystery in the marriage. It keeps the mystery exactly. in the marriage, Mary. Exactly. You, you want exactly. some. You want some mystery, but you don't want you it do. to be so shrouded in veils that it, it's like you know, uh, Herod and the, the dance of the seven veils. You never get to actually see right. what's behind the veil. You don't want to be the man in the booth of the Wizard of Oz. You want you want some mystery, but you you also want to eventually reveal that mystery. You know and why I love that this show all... so much, though, Mary. You know why I love why? this show so much, because at the beginning, and I and I think this is something September should think about too. There are a lot of definitions to what open marriage is all about, and you that gave was my point. That them. was what I was trying to get across. A bunch of them, and I think that's fantastic. And, and I think as far if it, if it comes down to, oh God, sex is so boring. Well, whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. Seriously. It, it can't be just one or the other. It's probably both. No. Right. And like I said earlier, there were time, There was a time when Curtis and I had a very boring sex life. And I'm not going to say that we're swinging from the chandeliers now, but oh, there have been times. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's great. You have to make great. sure the chandeliers are secure and, and firmly attached before you start swinging. But, you know, <laughs> they're bolted in tight. And, yes. September and her husband may want to consider going away for a weekend, yeah. going to a new hotel. Sometimes a new environment is right. all you need. If yeah. there's a guest room in their house, go to the guest room. Do it in the shower. Do whatever you've got to do, but find a way to reignite that spark. And I, I will tell you that with my first husband, I knew that it was time to move on because I tried reigniting this spark for several years, and right. there was nothing. The embers were cold dead and had been buried. 
There was no way to reignite that spark. Well, I found when did out, you realize that, Mary? I think, when did you realize that, that? For September, I mean, when did you, when did you realize that it was done? Oh, now, see, that's a whole other story. And okay. If we've got time, I can tell you. I mean, it's... It, we've got time. He woke time. me up one night. He woke me up in the middle of the night to ask me where my letters were from my seven lovers. No, eight. I had eight. Because I remember saying, what, I do one every day and two on oh, okay. Sunday. I, I was working full-time and I think the tutoring, Lord yeah. putting, putting myself through school on an academic scholarship, which means I had to have good grades. Right, right. And I was tutoring at school, and I was, tu- I was teaching English as a second language. That was part of my, um, my scholarship requirement. Mm-hmm. And I was busy, busy, busy in my church because, by God, if I couldn't be happy at home, I'd be happy somewhere. I'd find some way to be happy. Right. Or, or just t- too tired to be unhappy. But that night he woke me up and he wanted to know where all my love letters were. And he told me that he'd already gone through my purse, my dresser, my closet, my trunk of my car. He went through everything looking for these letters. There's only one reason he couldn't find them, not because I'm that clever at hiding them. They didn't exist. Right. So, so when he's accusing me of having multiple lovers, I said, okay, this is, that's it. That was, that was my, my breaking point. I've been right. working toward that for a while. There's always one thing that pushes you over the edge. Yes, and I, I just finally said, okay, I've got to go. Um, I'll be out of your life in a week. And I gave myself a week. And I found a place. I think I told you about my rent. I rented, uh, I paid $100 on a case of old Milwaukee. And, uh, that's a bargain. This little trailer. That's a bargain. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't looking for, um, what do you call it, uh, the one in the green bottle. It's a German oh, beer. Oh, brown? Of whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, she wasn't looking for that. So anyway, I uh, made up my mind. I moved out. And that was when, you know, Somebody should have locked me in that little trailer because I went hog wild. I mean, every, every Thursday night, I would drive an hour to the nearest city for ladies' night on Thursday night, stay there till they closed at 4 in the morning, come home, shower, take a nap, and go to work the next morning. Mm. And I did this week in and week out. And I think uh, Tuesdays was karaoke night. Aretha Franklin helped me get through this craziness that I call a marriage, and I moved on. And wasn't long after that I met Curtis. That's another kind of story. But when I met him, I knew that things was, were getting better. I, it was right. it was almost too good to be true. But I spent about a year, year and a half on my own, just being me and learning who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even though I call Curtis my best husband because he's my best friend and he's my husband, right. we've had our ups and downs, especially during that time that I mentioned when the cat saved our marriage. Right. But it ultimately comes down to you go, you got to both want it. 
Right. And it's not something that you can just say, okay, well, we fixed it. It's done and over with. I, um, I still get mad at him. He still gets mad at me. But you're human, Mary. Uh, yeah. We, we can't help the ego that gets in the way sometimes. But you're, you're human. But, and, yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Damn it. Don't give people that impression. They think I'm not. <laughs> you know what? Mary, you brought up too something about. Well, you know something about your first husband too. Again, missing that common denominator to what has to be in a relationship. He did not ask you. He didn't communicate with you. Instead, he decided to pry into your purse. He decided to look into all of these hiding, quote unquote, hiding spaces that you may have had those yeah. letters. And instead of coming right out and saying, "Hey, listen, what is it with you and your eight lovers?" He made an accusation, and that closes yeah. the book automatically because you've already made up your mind. It doesn't give you the option right. to have a conversation. Right, and to find out. And, and just like when things were bad with Curtis and me, he asked, can I leave my car here? Can I leave my, right. my computer right. here? So, right. you know, he, he opened the door for communication, and then, of course, he asked the question. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you. He asked me, can, he, can I come back and visit the cat? That was the kicker. <laughs> yeah, you're going to leave your wife, but you want to visit the cat. Yeah, but you know what, though, Mary? I mean, as, as that question is, I mean, he's asking a question, which, of course, every, every question opens up a conversation. And yeah. that is what is important. So in the last couple of minutes here, the last couple of moments, Mary, what is your final advice to September as she entertains this notion from her husband of having an open marriage? I think the first thing she needs to do is ask herself, do I want an open marriage? But she needs to ask him, Why? Why do you want an open marriage? Why did you marry me if you want other people in your bed? Right. She, and, and if they get down to it, they need to have ground rules. Are these, is, does this mean I just, you know, you go on dates and I go on dates and our, our marriage bed is our marriage bed just for the two of us? Are, are you going to be having safe sex or are you going to be making babies out there? And, and how would you mm. feel if I got pregnant by another man? Mm. So it, it comes down to question, question, question. And if at any point he says, what's with the, 20, the third degree or what's with the 20 questions or why, why do you want to know? That right there would be my cue to help him find his suitcase and start packing. Because wow. if he... If he wants to be in the marriage with her, he will answer a thousand questions every hour if necessary. There are no, there's never too many questions between a husband and wife because yeah. that's how conversations are, are driven. Right. So the first question is why? And if he comes back with why not, then she needs to have some answers ready for him about why not. Well, it's a mutual. It's mutual. It has to go back and forth. Yeah, it, and, and it, it has to be a mutual decision if she really and truly doesn't ever want to be with another man. And I will tell you something, Tony. 
when I was with my ex, the first 10 years, I never imagined being with another man. Mm. The next, next five or six years, I thought, hmm, he's cute. <laughs> and that was it. A few more years passed, it was like, damn, he's hot. Then it was like, oh, what do I keep like in bed? But after 25 years of being with just one man, right. and never straying outside physically, I strayed outside mentally many times right. Right. toward the end. Mostly because he planted those seeds. He constantly was talking about what if we had an open marriage or wonder what would happen if we got a divorce. Why would you even suggest that? Because you're thinking about it. it. Exactly. Because you're thinking about it. So I have been with Curtis now, let's see. We got we got together in 2000, so we've been together 22 years. 22 years, uh, yep. Living living together, we we knew each other another year or two beyond that. But we right. have been living together for 20 years, been married since 2005. So do the math, whatever that is. Um, uh, but we carry the one. We've been okay. to, you know we've been together. <laughs> got an anniversary coming up next. Yeah, I should probably know what it is. I think on the mile. I need to know. That's don't don't forget that one, Mary. <laughs> it, it, you know what? It's okay if I do. I'll just I'll pull out the calculator and say, okay, we got married in 2005. This well, is 2022. Okay, or, we've been or, you add, or you could ask the question and start a conversation. I could. Yeah. So he'd you probably could. look at me and say, you don't know? <laughs> Hey Mary. Hey Mary. Listen, listen. We we've gone over time, but we've earned double time, and uh, I I really want to thank you. Oh, we have, and we could go for a a long time. And I really want to appreciate it. And I really want to say we appreciate. I want to say this before you click that button. Before you click that button, I want to add. I want to add this point. Sure. Twenty twenty five years I was married, and I thought about other men. 22 years with Curtis, and I have never once thought about another man. And that says it all. I all right. So. That was my whole point. Hey, that's our show for this Wednesday. We would like to thank today's guests for their questions. You thought it, you asked it, and as far as Mary's concerned, she answered it. Now, if this show finds an audience, join us next Wednesday and every Wednesday at 2 p.m. And remember, if you have a question for Mary, email us at beuniquejamandbread at gmail.com. Each week, we will choose a question and bring on that guest that just asked Mary for the answer. From the Be Unique Studios in Merritt Island, Florida, thanks for listening. Thank you, Mary. All right, that's all the time we have. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.